<clears throat> hey guys, it's Football Talk here, and today we're joined with our host Enzo and our co-host Lucas. So we have a few things we're going to talk about now. Some major things. So our different segments are going to be in our, in our tri- introduction. We're going to be talking about how long we think Jurgen will stay at Liverpool. Then we have um, Saturday matchups will be its own segment because um, we're recording this for two different days. And then we'll have the Sunday and Monday match days in one segment. And then we'll have the um, outro and maybe some other extra news there. So, yeah. <clears throat> so we're going to be talking about the first segment, Jurgen's time at Liverpool. So, yeah, what do you have to say about it? All right, so, I mean, I have a decent amount to say about this. So, as most of you guys know, Liverpool have been very out of form this season. They've done way worse than last season. I mean, last season they dominated. I mean, obviously, a lot of the reason why they've been doing bad this season is mainly because of injuries. You know, they lost their – no, I think they're the best center back doing the league. They lost Gomez and Van Dyke. Huge loss. Uh, they've been playing some of their CDMs at center back, which clearly hasn't been yeah. working, and – uh, their new signings haven't played it, but I don't think their new signings are really going to – I mean, they might do the job for the rest of the season. I don't know, but they definitely won't be as effective as Van Dyke and Gomez. Um, I know that without a doubt. But, I mean, I think obviously a huge part is injuries. But as we've noticed in the past when Klopp was at Dortmund, I mean, they won the Bundesliga in like 2012 or 2013. But then for the two seasons after that, they went from, like, one of Europe's biggest teams, <coughs> just like Liverpool, and then they were kind of like an average team. And even in Klopp's last season at Dortmund, they were bottom of the table at, like, around this time of the year. I mean, they didn't get relegated. They ended up getting, like, eighth or ninth, wow. which is not, which is horrible for Dortmund. Yeah. But it was a bad way to end too. off. Exactly, yeah. So, it was a bad way to end off Klopp's, I'd say, it was a very good time at Dortmund for him. So um, he's one of the best Dortmund managers of all time, too, I think. So it was a bad way to end things off. Um, so I noticed it was kind of like those last two seasons were like a burnout phase, sort of. And I don't know if this is going to be the case with this Liverpool team because, you know, James Miller and Jordan Henderson, they're two most important center mids. I mean, you can say what you want about Thiago and yeah, Wijnaldum, but Wijnaldum's clearly leaving. Henderson, and then Thiago doesn't fit in with Liverpool. So. Henderson's a good captain. Um, Honestly, I think <clears throat> oh, Thiago doesn't – he gets a bit too much hate. Like, he's not as bad as a lot of people say. I don't know. He just doesn't fit well with Liverpool, but he hasn't been as bad as people are saying. Like, he was one of the – he was one of their best players in the City game, in my opinion. Yeah, so – um, but <clears throat> as you can tell, for the most part, Klopp has an aging first team to deal with which obviously isn't good. And, I mean, their front three, they used to be really good. I mean, they're still a great front three. You know, Salah's the top scorer and all. But they just don't seem as good as they used to be. And it seems like they're all kind of like – I mean, not all, but like a decent amount of their key players are aging. And that's obviously going to be a huge loss for them. Yeah. So, I mean, it seems like they're kind of like entering that like burnout phase sort of which we've noticed in Klopp's past teams like Dortmund. So that's obviously not a good sign. Uh, personally, I don't think he should leave at the end of the season. I think uh, we should see how 
he deals with it once Van Dyke and Gomez come back next season. And if next season is anything like this season, it should I be think, his last. I mean, no, no. I'd say like mid season, if they're doing horrible with Van Dyke and Gomez <clears throat> with no injury crisis and just seems like they're completely burnt out. I Klopp, I don't think he's the kind of manager who would like necessarily like clear out his first team, like bring in like a bunch of good new players as replacements. Yeah. He's just not that type of manager. So I I think he should maybe leave midseason and some people some people are thinking he should leave at the end of the season, mainly because arguably actually no, I think the best Liverpool player of all time, Steven Gerrard, he's actually the Rangers manager in the Scottish League. And Rangers have been amazing this season. They've been amazing in the Europa League. And they've dominated the Scottish League, which usually isn't the case. It's usually a title race between Rangers and Celtic. But this season, they've completely dominated. And Steven Gerrard has proven that he's an amazing manager. And, you know, most (laughs) clubs, they want club legends as their managers. Like, we saw Chelsea with Frank Lampard and even United with Ole Gunnar. And um, uh, Real Madrid with Zidane. So Zidane and then like even Barca with Ronald Koeman. So clubs love to appoint club legends, even Juventus with Andrea Pirlo. So I know that Steven Gerrard is under Liverpool's radar. So I think some other big clubs are going to be after Steven Gerrard. Did you mention Frank Lampard? Yeah. So um, I think since that's the case, I think Liverpool, I think the owners have definitely considered, I think they've definitely considered appointing Steven Gerrard at some point and, I think because the Rangers are doing so good, I think other clubs are going to be after him. So it, it might be a good opportunity for them. And also, I mean, I, we've mentioned in a past podcast that Zidane might leave Real Madrid. And then Klopp has been tipped for the Real Madrid job multiple times in the past. You know, they've, they've actually shown interest in Klopp. And it seems like, I mean, I think he's also shown interest in Real Madrid too. He's praised them a lot. He said he liked them. Yeah. So um, I think since the Real Madrid job could be open, and if Klopp were to leave and um, <coughs> the new Liverpool manager, Steven Gerrard or whoever, I think um, since Klopp is going to be a free agent then, and then if Zidane goes, then I think it's a perfect opportunity for him because he could then get the Real Madrid job, which is a more important <coughs> job than the Liverpool job because you have way higher standards. So um, and I don't know if that – I don't know if it's dream, I don't know if it's his dream job, but – I know for a lot of managers, managing a club like Real Madrid, like a like a club of those standards, is most of their dream jobs. So yeah. It's also – I'd say it's like <clears throat> if Zidane were to get sacked too and Klopp were to leave, it's kind of like a win-win yeah, situation. Yeah, because they both can go – they can both yeah. switch clubs pretty much. And – Exactly, yeah. I don't know how that would turn out, but – I mean, well, I guess we'll have to find out after the season if things change. Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> yeah, I think so. It'll be a win-win situation, and I know Liverpool and, and Liverpool fans will love to appoint Steven Gerrard. Uh, it'll be a dream come true for them. Yeah. The one thing, uh, the last thing I really want to mention is I'd say Liverpool is a club that relies a lot on their fans. I'd say, I'd say the cop, which is their fan base, they might be one of the best fan bases in football. So, um, we know in like past like huge Liverpool games, like their comeback against Barca and just like oh, yeah. some really important Liverpool games in general, their stadium is very loud. They have they have a very passionate fan base, and I think that's part of what motivates them. And since there's no fans on because of Corona, 
that takes some of that motivation away and just doesn't feel the same. Like, it doesn't feel like they're playing for as much. Yeah, so, I can feel that. Um, exactly, yeah. So I think the fans are also part of the reason. But I think we'll see how things play out next season when <laughs> Van Dyke and Gomez come back and, and like, the old – and, like, the old title-winning team is back together, and then, you know, fans are going to be back. But, you know, if that turns out to be a disaster and Steven Jarrett is still at Rangers or if he's available, I think they should appoint him. And then, you know, Klopp could – I mean, Klopp is a world-class manager, and I think even if he were to leave Liverpool or get sacked, I think for what he's done at the club, uh, he's transformed the club. So when Klopp first arrived, they were a mess under Brendan Rodgers. Uh, they were, like, an eighth-place team. And he turned them into a Champions League and a Premier League winning team. And arguably, I, I'd say last season, they were the biggest club in Europe. Yeah. So um, I think Actually, there should be a statue of him right the outside of Anfield for that. Biggest, but so, maybe one of them. All right. So. Well, I mean, no, last season, <clears> yeah. for sure. They were, they're undefeated for most of the season. They didn't lose the game until February, and that was against Watford, which was pretty inexcusable, but... I mean, they didn't lose the game for so long. They were undoubtedly the best at times. I mean, you know, I think Bayern were the I think PSG was also better, season, too. PSG was the only team that didn't concede more than five goals against Bayern in the whole Champions League. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, that's true. But, I mean, point is, I'd say Liverpool, they were for sure the biggest English club last season. And even if they weren't the biggest, they were one Not of the, the biggest. Not the best, the biggest, and, sure. No, no, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm talking about. The biggest. So, Klopp definitely turned them into he turned them into European powerhouse. So, I think for what he's done, they should build a statue outside of Anfield for him. So, um, I think when, if he does, if he were to get sacked, I think um, a lot of Liverpool fans would get Klopp. I, pretty mad. Yeah, I mean, someone would be happy because you know, I mean. I'd say his most likely replacement is Steven Gerrard, but right. so someone. Probably be happy. So, so I think we're gonna move on. That's all I really want. I think we're gonna move on to the next segment. We're gonna be talking about the Saturday matchups, and yeah. we're not gonna be doing Sunday matchups in the same segment just because we're recording half of this episode today and half tomorrow, and and the Sunday will also include the Monday ones as well. So yeah, we're moving on to the next segment. This was a good topic that we talked about. Uh, I like kind of talking about. The managers, where they'll go, and what team would fit in with them best. So, yeah, we're going to move on to the next time about the Saturday matchup analysis. So, let's All right. All right, guys. We are back. We're going to be talking about the the match week 24 Saturday games. So, not too much. Actually – there's going to be a couple of good games. We only have like four games. We there's going to be two good games. Um yep. We are going to miss the Leicester versus Liverpool which is going to be a good game because we are on East Coast. Yeah, so 7:30 a.m. so waking up at 7 to watch that game. <laughs> yeah. Uh especially on a weekend, yeah. <clears throat> and then we have the Crystal Palace versus Burnley. Nothing too excited about that. Then I'd say City Tottenham is one I'm the yeah, most excited for. I mean, Pep versus Mourinho. I yeah, it's gonna be a good um, game. that's gonna be a pretty decent game. Nothing too special, but for a Premier League game, pretty good. 
Um, no Champions League game. Like, not like, not nothing good compared to like any Champions League game, but it is what it is. Like any good champ, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And then Brighton versus Aston Villa. I, I don't even think I'm going to watch that game. Um, not one either. I'm just going to watch. The, most likely not. I don't know. City. So, first, let's talk about Leicester City. Liverpool. So we have a number three team on the table versus number four team. I have some high hopes for this game. Um, The refs don't really matter, but Anthony Taylor is the ref. Never heard of him. And then we have – so for their – previously in the season – on Sunday, November 22nd, uh, Liverpool did beat Leicester City 3-0. to zero. And in the past, the, uh, the past three games that they have had from the 2020 to 2019 season, they have beat them every time. Well, uh, the first one, 3-0. That was last season, though. So. Yeah, I know. The one this season, uh, 3-0. Which, I mean, it was the beginning of the season. Liverpool was better then, but and then we have <clears throat> the December twenty nineteen four zero Liverpool and October fifth twenty nineteen two one Liverpool. <clears throat> so we don't know who's going to be starting yet. No, the lineups haven't been released. Yeah, they're not decided, but most likely, maybe. We could see if, considering Allison's performance last game, we could see Kelleher in. Yeah, I think Keller is going to be started. Him there, I mean, it's a possibility, but not hundred percent. And I don't know honestly how things will play. All right, so, what do you want? Okay, so my prediction is. Honestly, I can't really, like, predict an exact score for this one. Um, however, I actually think Leicester are going to win this. So, here, okay, so here's the thing. So, Liverpool are – okay, so they're coming from losing three home games in a row. So, they're coming from losing to Burnley, Brighton. Which, They've done better in their away games. two games that – that's true, which is kind of weird. I mean, they usually do way better at home. So, um so yeah, so they lost to Burnley and Brighton, which is kind of weird. I mean, they have they're having an injury crisis, but still, they shouldn't be losing those games. And then uh, they lost to City, which wasn't too much of a surprise. I mean, four uh, one, it was still a battering, but um, I did expect City to win. But however, so I don't know if Liverpool will be going into this with like a winning attitude. Like, so I don't know if I don't know if they'll be going into this I think with like an attitude where like try to go for like, the draw. Yeah, we're like maybe. we've lost. We're like we've lost a lot recently, so like we want to get this win. Or like if they're going to be going into this with with like a low morale or like with not much confidence. So I don't know how Liverpool will be approaching this game, knowing Klopp, they might be hungry to win it. Um, especially considering that Leicester's coach Brendan <clears throat> Rodgers is Liverpool's former coach. So um, I think we're pretty embarrassing considering. They've had an underwhelming season to lose to their coach that they sacked a while ago back when Liverpool were kind of in a crisis. So um, I think they'll be going into this with a pretty intense attitude. So 
Uh, I think same with Leicester too. I mean, like I said, Brendan Rodgers is the former Liverpool manager. So um, he might want to beat his former team. Um, I don't know, just so they can put some respect in his name or something. But um, as I said earlier, I think uh, Liverpool's defense, which is, which is usually very strong, has been pretty weak recently. So their new signings, uh, I forget their names. No, one of them is, I, I forget his first name, but his last name is Davies, who came from Portsmouth which I'm pretty sure is an EFL championship team. Which Yeah, Ben Davies. So it is a second division team. So I don't know if he's really Liverpool standard. No, he's definitely not Liverpool standard. <clears throat> and then another one came from Schalke, who are likely going to get relegated from the Bundesliga. So I don't know if they're going to play, but I, if so, they do, I don't know how they're going to do. If not, then probably Fabinho and Henderson are going to be playing at the back. And if Brennan Rodgers does decide to start Vardy, then that might be a problem for them. So, personally, I think Leicester will win 2-1, to one, but I do also think that Liverpool will try to go for the draw just to maintain on the table and try to get some easier points lower down because... Let's check. Let's take a look at their schedule. They're playing uh, Aston, uh, um, Leicester's playing Aston Villa as on the the next weekend, and then Arsenal. Uh, and will most likely be Aston Villa and very likely Arsenal. And then they're playing um, they're playing Brighton, Britain, and Sheffield United, Brighton. which should be two. Uh, which should be two easy wins for them. So, considering, um, considering Leicester's easy schedule, Liverpool is gonna have to go for the draw or the win because they can't really afford to be pushed back. Because Liverpool is gonna be playing Everton, and considering Man U did tie them, Everton's gonna. And Everton are a good team, too. Yeah, I know. Um, They're, like, eighth, right, in the... Well, yeah, and then oh, wait, one wait, thing wait. I also want to say about... Yeah. Wait, what do you want to say? Just make okay, it so quick. one thing I want to say about that is Everton and Liverpool. So, the, so, so it would be a derby game. And I think um, I think for Everton to be their city neighbors in this kind of situation that Liverpool are in, I think they'll be hungry for the victory. So... Uh, I don't think it'll be an easy game for Liverpool, for sure. Yeah, I honestly think, considering Everton did beat, um, no, not to be a tie, Man U, they will have a good, because from their point of view, they're third, they beat, they tied a team, no, 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 Everton's not there. They're eighth, and beat a, tied a team who is second, and they're going to be playing a team that is in fourth place and are missing quite a few players. So they're going to have this um, sort of um, like they're going to have, they're going to be, uh, I don't know how to say it, but <clears throat> they're going to be motivated kind of, and it'll help push them up the table. And, and previous in the season, they also tied Everton, but we're not talking yeah. about all of the previous, all the next games, but Liverpool does have an they <clears throat> besides the um besides the 
um, next three games, they have kind of an easy um, schedule besides playing Everton and um, Leicester City. But Man U's as well as um, Manchester City's and Leicester City's schedules are easier. So they're definitely going to need a win if they want to compete because Liverpool's they're, – they're not going to – win the title. They're not going to come in second either. They won't, no. <clears throat> they're they're no, going to have I think to, they could finish top four, but I don't know. Bro. They're, uh, they, they're going to have to – if they lose, Southampton can definitely uh, make a swoop and, and pick them off and get to fourth place, considering they are – let's considering – um, let's see who West Ham's playing next. Let's see there. <clears throat> Considering, well, actually, they're playing some pretty hard teams. They're playing Man U, Man- Manchester City, and Tottenham. So it's going to be a race between, for the top, it's going to be a race for the top three between Leicester, Liverpool, and um, Southampton. So <clears throat> we've talked a lot about the, um, Liverpool. Liverpool game. Yeah. Now we're going to move on to the Burnley Palace. Crystal Palace versus Burnley game. So it's – I don't know. Honestly, I haven't been watching either team. Well, I mean, yeah, not, I haven't <coughs> watched them much either. But personally, I think Burnley are a better team overall. And I think they play – I mean, from what I've seen, Burnley play a more aggressive style, which Crystal Palace isn't really used to. And um, yeah, I Premier mean, League is kind of defensive. That's true. So, and then I mean, Crystal Palace does have a more experienced coach in Roy Hodgson. You know, he's really old. He's been coaching for decades now. So he's been coaching since like the year two thousand. No, actually, even longer. I don't know. But um, so they have a more experienced coach. But I think. I mean, this this could even be a draw. I'm not. I don't really know what to expect yeah, I, in this game, to be honest. I, I to expect. honestly think it's going to be a draw as well. Zero zero draw. Yeah. Um, I don't know what to expect. <clears> nothing <throat> to really expect from these two clubs. Um, and previously in this season, <clears throat> Burnley did beat Crystal Palace one zero, and then June 29, twenty twenty. Burnley beat Crystal Palace 1 0. And then 2019, late 2019, Crystal Palace beat Burnley. So lately, Burnley has been beating them, but it's only been one point game. So not really much. They both have five wins. And where is the game going to be? Do you know? Uh, it's going to be Hungary. Oh, it's going to be. So. It is going to – they're going to have that small – not even really an advantage because of COVID, I'm but sure. small advantage. And also, um, let's see. Burnley have won more home games and away games, and Crystal Palace has lost more home games and away games. So, honestly – <clears throat> Not much to expect from this game. Yeah, I don't know if they um, Yeah, J- 
just one of those games where you can't really tell yeah. what's going to happen and you just assume it's a draw. So we have <clears throat> the second best game of the day, Tottenham versus Manchester City. Indeed. So <clears throat> Manchester has been playing very well this season. And <clears throat> previously, Tottenham has actually beat um, all – the three most recent games between these two clubs have been Tottenham beating them by uh, winning 2-0 and then winning 2-0 again and then tying 2-2. <clears throat> so right. not much. What do you think is going to happen in this game? Look, I think this is a very interesting one. So City have been on a 14-game win streak. So that is <clears throat> – okay, so that's not only the longest in Pep Guardiola's career, I think I heard. But I think so. Actually, fun fact: the last time City wait, wait. lost a game, what? What are you gonna say? Um, when is De Bruyne and when is De Bruyne returning? Uh, I don't know. You can check right now. So, um, okay. So before City's fourteen-game win streak started, their last loss was actually a two-nil defeat to Tottenham. So I think. This is going to be a very interesting one. However, uh, City are in way better form right now than Tottenham. But I think Tottenham, I mean, they're coming off, you know, they're coming off a win against West Brom. And, I mean, which isn't much. I mean, West Brom, might get rele- they might get relegated. but So they're coming off a win. But um, I think, you know, it's going to be a Mourinho versus Pep game. And I think Mourinho, he's been playing against Pep for a while. You know, they've had a rivalry. Um, when Mourinho was at Real Madrid and Pep was at Barca and when Pep was at City and then Mourinho's at United and then now Tottenham City. So I think Mourinho definitely knows how Pep plays. Like, he knows his tactics. So I think <clears throat> if there were a few managers to beat Pep, I think Mourinho is definitely one of them. So um, I think Tottenham will put up a fight. I think City will win 3-1. to one. But so I mean, City are very well, good actually, offensively. I think it's gonna be three to two, just considering how the past games, even though they're different seasons, Tottenham has played against them, and they're both well, their best players, Tottenham's best players, are their attackers. So most of the work is gonna be coming from Son and Kane. So we could see a high-scoring game from both sides. And I'm reading this article. Um, De Bruyne is supposed to be returning by around February, like the 20th to the 25th, in time for the Arsenal game. <clears throat> All right. So, um, I mean, I mean, it could be 3-1, it could be 3-2. But you have to keep in mind that City are a very good offensive team now. You know, Foden's been playing well. Yeah, that's what I'm Mares. saying. It's be a yeah, so game. Foden's been playing well. Mares, Sterling, uh, Jesus, and they might even play Aguero. I have no idea. Uh, they even have Bernardo Silva, too. So they're a very good offensive team. Um, Tottenham, our defense will be a pretty good team. You know, they have Eric Dyer, Toby Alderweireld, um, Sergio Walker. Regular. Uh, they, have, they have Sergio Arrier. So. Uh, they're de- they're a good team defensively too, but um. Oh, wait, I thought you were talking about City. Oh no, I was talking about Tottenham. But um, <clears throat> I think it also partially depends on how City's defense is going to play. 
Uh, it depends on how Ruben Diaz is going to play, how John Stones is going to play. Yeah, um, Ruben Diaz did he terrible did bad against Liverpool. And last game, uh, I think maybe if Zinchenko has another good game and uh, if Ruben Diaz actually plays well this game, then yeah, well, I mean, we could also, see yeah. a most likely high-scoring game. Well, we also don't know like who Pep is going to have as his left back because, I mean, he could play in Czech or he could play Mendy. And then I think – I'm pretty sure – okay, um, check if Kyle Walker's out because he didn't play against Liverpool. He's usually <clears> their starting right back, and he didn't play against Liverpool. I'm not quite sure what his well, injury situation is, but – considering – Can you check real quick? Um, most, li- most likely – Um, yeah, I'll check. Well, actually, I'll Google, yes, Google it. Most likely considering how well – Zincheco played, considering he's an average player, it would be smarter if Pep did start him. That's true. But, I mean, Pep is the kind of manager who likes to experiment with stuff. So, um, we don't know how that's going to work. We don't know if he's going to start Mendy instead. But, um, check if Kyle Walker is injured. But, if Kyle Walker does play in this game by any chance, he's obviously going to start him at right back. And then there's times where Pep doesn't want to play Zincheco or Mendy at left back, and then he wants to play uh, Joel Cancelo at left back instead because he can do both. So when Walker is usually healthy, <laughs> he plays Cancelo at left back too. So I think um, if Zincheco or Mendy are going to play, I think it really depends on if Kyle Walker is going to be there or not or if he chooses to play Cancelo at left back. <clears throat> I couldn't really find anything on <clears throat> Walker, but overall for this game, I think – it's going to be a high-scoring game, definitely, uh, considering both teams are more offensive. And um, I think that pretty much sums it up for the City versus Tottenham yeah. game. And now we're going to be talking about uh, Britain versus Aston Villa. <clears throat> what? Uh, it's actually Brighton. Yeah. Brighton. Oh, uh, sorry. Yes, fine. So, we're, <clears throat> we're going to be – yeah, so they have their previous games. Uh, Brighton have beat Aston Villa 2-1 to one in the previous season, actually. They they haven't That's actually – previous pulled, season, though. No, 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 this season, this oh. season, I mean. This season, 2-1, to one, and then with Brighton winning, and then they tied in the previous season – and then um, Aston Villa beat Brighton two to one. So we could <clears throat> expect, honestly, Aston Villa's been playing well. Yeah, They're like well ninth place, place or sixth. Wait, are they like they're like eighth? Let me check. Um, eighth or ninth? They right? are in ninth. Oh, and they're <clears throat> one point behind Tottenham. Uh, they're two points behind Everton and four behind West Ham. So they're still in it. I mean, if they get a win here. So like Chelsea's fifth, correct? Up, huh? uh, Chelsea is in fifth. So it's yeah. Chelsea. They moved up. <clears throat> Let's go. So, um, honestly, I think Aston Villa will take the dub here. Um, not too much talk about this game, but – do you really have anything well, I mean, so, that 
you I mean I have a bit to talk about so I mean you know Brighton I mean I think everyone kind of views Brighton as like a below average team not like a relegation standard team yeah, but I think so I, I mean I personally see them as a below average Premier League team and I think Villa yeah below average to finish season. sorry your mic oh really now. it did is it good now yeah for a bit. all right so and then yes. um I think Villa will definitely finish in the top half, which is kind of crazy to say because going into this finish bottom half. So, um, I mean, Jack Grealish, I mean, I I wouldn't say Jack Grealish is really world-class, but if he continues to play like this next season, the season after, I think Grealish will prove to be a world-class left wing. So um, I think Grealish has been great this season. And then Ollie Watkins has been a great striker coming from Brentford last year. So, They've been a good. They've been a good attacking duo. I'd say, if they were to both live up to their potential, they could be almost as lethal, or maybe even as lethal as Kane and Son. They're kind of like a similar duo, like playstyle wise. But Brighton aren't a good team defensively, so um, I think Villa will win this game. My prediction is actually two zero for Villa. I, considering um, the past games. I think it's either going to be a 1-1 one, one draw. Actually, that's just considering past games, though. It's kind of tough. So, I think Aston Villa, <clears throat> considering how they've been playing this season, will be them to – wait, what did you predict? I'm predicting 2-0. Yeah. So, I also think 2-0. Maybe one game, it could be a slower game, but – I think it's going to be a 2 zero game. Yeah. So we finished with this segment. We're going to be talking about the next segment, which is going to be the Sunday um, match analysis games. Um, we <clears throat> have some not – Sunday and Monday ones, we have some not so interesting. Okay, wait, so then – Yeah, yeah so some, then after – No, wait, 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 wait. Give me a second. I think – and we should talk about just the Sunday ones and then do Monday and Wednesday. Oh, yeah. So the, okay, yeah. So the Wednesday ones are actually – so as you can see, for the Wednesday ones, it says match day 16 and 17, which is confusing because match day 24 now. But those are actually games that were supposed to be played earlier. They were rescheduled due to COVID. So uh, I guess – I mean, we'll probably so- like – and we're going to have, like, a separate segment for those, or are going to just add it on to the Monday one? Well, no, no, no. We'll just do the Sunday ones to, to – uh, we'll do the Sunday ones for this um, episode, and then we'll do a, a separate episode for the Monday and Wednesday since there are eight games. Okay. So, yeah, we're going to be moving on to the next segment, um, the Sunday match day. And I, um predictions so we'll see you guys in the next segment hey guys we are back for this sunday um segment for the sunday match analysis segment so it is currently 5 p.m eastern time wednesday february 10th and lucas has told me that neymar has been injured Yep, he I got injured in a French Cup game. And he's, he's going to miss the first look against Barca in the Champions League, too. Barca, um, every time they play against each other, they always fight. The guy got a red card. He was stretchered off. 
some really bad news. Yeah, um, bro, he's not playing I, against Barca. I want Neymar to go down as a top five player of all time, but him getting injured too much is not going to help him. So in our outro segment, we're also going to be talking about that as well. Yeah. I am really pissed off. Um, he's not going to be playing in the first leg because the game's in six days. And, yeah, I'm really mad. So we are going to be talking about the Sunday games. Sunday games. So for the first game we have – Southampton and Wolves, a very boring game, I'll say. Yeah, they're um, both like, I yeah, think they're both average teams. 15th place and a team that's in like 20th place. Uh, let me see. Uh, no, uh, let me see. Southampton's in 12th and Wolves is in 14th. Still a pretty boring game. Yeah. I mean, it's um, going to be a close game, though, I think. I think. In previously this season, they tied um, and the year. The season before that, Wolves beat them, but Wolves were a lot better that season, and now they are a lot worse. So I mean, okay, I think part of the reason why Wolves have been struggling recently is because Raul Jimenez got injured for a little bit. So um, against Arsenal, not not their last game against Arsenal where they won two one, but the one before that, where I'm pretty sure they drew two two. Um, I think he had like a clash with he had a clash with David Luiz, and then. I think David Luiz got injured too, and then Raul Jimenez he got like a fractured skull. He had to get like surgery what? and stuff. And then he's like, and then he's like their number one striker, and he usually gets all the goals for them. I mean, not all, but like most goals for them. So uh, that was a huge loss for Wolves. So I think that's really affected them this season, and that's why they're in 14. Man, I am really pissed off still about that. I'll try, you know, I'm gonna try to stay on top. So nothing. <laughs> I'm definitely not gonna be watching this game. Nothing interesting about this game. Um, predictions. I think it's going to be another one of those 0-0 games or 1-0 Southampton. And no, I honestly predict Danny Ings is going to score a goal for Southampton. That's my prediction. And then I think Wolves are going to put two past them. <clears throat> Maybe. That's my prediction. So then we have West Brom versus Man United. Another game, United is definitely dominating. Um, West Brom's one of those lower teams, and surprisingly, early in the season, uh, United only beat them 1 0. And previously in 2018, season of 2010, well, United weren't that good then, but West Brom did. Wait, which are you talking about? Uh, One, West Brom beat them. Back in 2018, but 1-0. 2018-19 season or 17-18? 2018-19. Oh, yeah, I think that was the season where, like, they... No, I think it's 2017-18. Oh, 17-18? No, United finished second that season, so... Really? Yeah, they finished second that season, so that's a and then, huge L then. Oh, and, and then um, United did beat West Brom. Yeah, so, um, my prediction, so... 2-0. No, no, my prediction is actually going to be 3-0. So, I mean, okay, as... Most of you guys probably saw the Everton game. So, I think United, they have a very good attack. It's just their defense that doesn't do that good. You have to keep in mind that West Brom is a very bad team. They don't have a good offense either. So, I think although United do have some pretty bad defenders like Harry Maguire and Victor Lindelof, um, I think they should still be able to contain West Brom's offense. I don't see why they couldn't or wouldn't. So, um, I don't think West Brom's going to score and – 
I think, you know, I think Cavani and Bruno are probably going to score. Maybe Rashford, I have no idea. Or even Greenwood. I have no clue who's going to score. But uh, I think United will put three. Or actually, they might even put four past them. I have no idea. I think it's going to be 3-0 or 4-0 for United. I personally think it's going to be 2-0 because I don't think they're going to really try to play too aggressive considering West Brom isn't one of the best teams. <clears throat> so they won't really – I think the smarter move would be um, more of their midfield playing a bit more defensively just to maintain the win and to, to try not to get their players injured just – that would be the smarter play for United. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, they won't have Pogba, but I mean, against West Brom, not having Pogba is a huge loss. And then one thing I want to add on, I mentioned this in a previous episode, but now that Pogba's injured, they should play Donny van de Beek more often. They played him against West Ham yesterday in the FA Cup. Uh, they won that game 1-0 in overtime. Uh, it was a pretty boring game overall. But um, Donny van de Beek played. He didn't play that well. He got subbed off after a little bit too. But I think uh, now that Pogba's injured, I think Van de Beek, the new signing, who they barely played, I think he should be given more chances. And, and then against a team like West Brom, I think that's like the perfect game where they should try him out. So I think they should definitely play Van de Beek in this game. Yeah, personally, I agree. But there's not much left to add on about this game. Not really. I mean, no. most of these games, we're not going to be talking about much considering – they're really they're small, more small, smaller clubs competing, uh, and they're more boring games. Are oh, you yeah. gonna be? Wa- um, I'm personally not gonna be watching game on Sunday. Are you? I don't know, but oh, and the one more thing I want to add on about this game is I mentioned earlier that I think Cavani might score, but uh, Cavani's been a key player for United this season. He's been a key player yeah, for their offense. So actually, against a team like West Brom, who don't have a who have a, actually they have a pretty weak defense. Uh, I think we'll be starting Martial instead since he's their backup striker, but he's still a good goal scorer. So, I my prediction is they're going to be starting most. They're going to be starting Martial, and then they might like sub on Cavani later on. But I think that's what they should do so they can prevent Cavani getting injured. So, yeah. yeah. So now the next game, um, we're going to be talking about Arsenal versus Leeds. So Arsenal's like eighth or ninth. No, Arsenal is in 11th. And then Leeds is 10th. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess you could call this an interesting game. I mean, they're going to be going hard at it just because they are both so close um, to each other. Um, Sorry about that. And Arsenal has gotten more wins this season overall. Surprisingly, considering – wait, let me see. Um, Yeah, and previously this nah, season – Leeds has 10 wins, Arsenal's 9. It, I don't know why it shows, shows yeah. for me. <laughs> Leeds is 10. Oh, so um, they did tie previously in the season um, 0-0. So we can expect um, a – Close game, pretty competitive. We can um, – I personally think it's going to be – I don't know too much about Leeds, but let me look at their lineup. All right, um, uh, should I give my prediction while we're looking? Sure. All right, my prediction is 2-1 Leeds. So the main reason is because lead striker Patrick Bamford has been amazing this season. Um, 
in my opinion, I think most people can agree with me on this, but I think he's better than Timo Werner and Alexander Lacazette this season. Well, he's Timo been in great form. That's true. But then, I mean, it's Patrick Bamford. No one really expected him to play this good. And then he's been in amazing form this season. Um, I think he's undoubtedly been one of Leeds' best players. I think him along with Phillips have been their best players. So my prediction is Patrick Bamford will score two past Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal don't have the best defense. So I think Patrick Bamford will score two against Arsenal. And then I think Arsenal will still get a goal. I don't feel it will be Aubameyang or Lacazette or Saka. I have no idea. But my prediction is 2-1 for Leeds. And Patrick Bamford will have two goals. So, yeah. I think it's going to be either a 1-0 or 2-0 win for Leeds. Um, again, not too much of an interesting game, but not terrible game. And then what we have... Everton versus Fulham. This game is at 2 p.m. Eastern time. I mean, Fulham's like 20. 20. Not Fulham or Orlo. They're going to get relegated 100%. Mark yeah, Everton, I can see them winning Another at least 3-0. And uh, Everton, previously in the season, they did only beat them 3-2. But that was earlier in the season. And I don't know how well Everton – was playing in the beginning of that season, of the beginning of the season. So the season, they were first at one point for uh, quite so, a few weeks. Yeah. Um, maybe Fulham was better in the beginning, and then in the twenty um eighteen and nineteen season, Fulham beat them two zero, and in the twenty eighteen to nineteen season, Everton beat them three zero. So, not again, not much to expect from this game. Uh, mostly. Everton dominating against Fulham. I mean, Fulham, there could be a potential for a couple goals by Fulham because they're going to have to try their hardest just – I mean, their striker so, Mitrovic is good. So just to not get relegated because they will get relegated. But, yeah, not too much excitement from this game. I mean, personally, not, not a game I'll be watching, but – what what are you what's your prediction? Oh, uh, I'm not gonna lie. Well, you said three zero, right? Yeah. I think it's gonna be two or three zero. I don't think Fulham will score. I mean, Everton actually have a pretty good defense. They have a solid defense. Uh, they have some pretty solid CDMs too. They have a good. They have a really strong center mid field. I think so. Um, and then they have good offense too. So they have Richarlison, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So yeah, hopefully. Uh, so I think Everton are a way better team than Fulham than. Their coach, Carlo Ancelotti, is way better than Fulham's coach, Scott Parker, I think. I think everyone can agree with me on that. So, I think it's going to be an easy game for Everton. Hopefully, they star Bernard because I want to see a bit more action from him. And hopefully, Richardson has a better game. I mean, I like the guy. He's just not good at shooting. I mean, he has three assists. Um. And two goals for I don't know how many games, but probably a lot. And hopefully, he just has some good playmaking and overall plays better than he normally does. So, do you have anything to add on to any of these games? Um, not really, no. So. Yeah, these games aren't too interesting. Plus, two of them are on Peacock. So, 
It's not like we're able to watch them anyways. Yeah, I'm not planning on watching any of these games. Yeah. Honestly, on Sunday, I might watch, like, another league instead. I don't know which league. I'll on watch a different league. Saturday, instead. I'm definitely going to be watching the City – Tottenham game. Yeah, same for sure. On Wednesday, I'm going to be watching the City Everton. Not going to be watching. How well is Sheffield not been very no, Sheffield well? Are, no, they, they're last. Yeah. So yeah. they're last. Oh, yeah. So, actually, no, but they're one point behind West Brom. So if they win their next game and West Brom lose, they could. I mean, no, they have more wins than West Brom, but uh, they have three more losses than West Brom. So that's why they're behind. But I think Sheffield could easily finish above West Brom and Fulham, actually. And even – actually, no, I think Sheffield could even finish above, like, Burnley or New – and I don't know about Burnley, but they could finish above a team like Newcastle. So I think Sheffield could still – they could still avoid relegation. But I think it's likely for them to get relegated this season, so. Yeah, so nothing too special on Sunday <clears throat> or Monday, but one good game on Wednesday. So – we are going to be moving on to the next segment um, where I'm going to be talking about how this will affect – we're going to be talking about how this will affect um, Neymar and PSG, his injury, and ending the episode. So, yeah, we're going to move on to the next segment. All righty then. Yo. We are back. And it's currently – it's actually snowing pretty hard, but... Yeah, it's snowing where we are. It's not taking because the roads are kind of wet. Yep. But anyways, we're going to be talking about a subject that I really don't like about talking. talking yeah, about. injury? Yeah, so... All right, so should I read the headline? Um. Yeah, you can read the headline. All right, so uh, PSG just played a cup game, and then Neymar got stretched off. We don't really know much about his injury yet because well, it just happened. Off. He got stretched off, that. which is a horrible sign, actually. It's a horrible sign for him. It's a horrible sign for PSG because six days from now, they're playing Barca in the first leg of the Champions League round of 16. Yeah. It's against his former team, too. Um, and then last time they played each other in the Champions League, that was absolute blockbuster tie. Uh, PSG yeah. 1-4-0 in the first leg, and then the second leg, Barca 1-6-1, and then the deciding goal came the last minute from Sergio Roberto. So it's going to be a crazy rematch from yeah. years ago. So, so um, <clears throat> honestly, what I have to say is, <clears throat> even with this injury, I think PSG can still get the win. They still have an amazing could, yeah. Mbappe, um, Icardi, and um, Di Maria, plus a great Moise Keen. What? They also have Moise Keane, too. They could yeah. play him instead of Neymar. <clears throat> So, and a great midfield. So, Barazzi. I can see them winning <clears throat> considering um, Barca is not doing well this season. And Neymar, so far this season <clears throat> in the French League, he has had a really good season with 11 matches and six goals and three assists, which is actually really good. He did get a red card. Um, against Marseille at the beginning because there was like a huge brawl and stuff. But I think it was an unfair red card. Yeah, I- I, I thought because like he was also like getting he was getting provoked by the player. Uh, I think the player was provoking. I think his name was like Alvaro Gonzalez on Marseille. Holy. I think it like racially abused him too, which is messed up. And then I think Neymar he didn't even really fight back. He just like kind of like smacked him in the face a little bit. But I can I can definitely understand his frustration for sure. Um, um Neymar also the Champions League this season five matches six goals. That's crazy. That's good. no one That's ever. Really good, yeah. 
no one ever has a positive ratio for for goals in the Champions League. Like it's like really hard. No, and then I think um I think I'm pretty sure he had two goals in the three one win in the second leg against United too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he scored two. So so um yeah, he also had a great season last season. Um, personally, I think he is going to be a Ballon d'Or contender because he's going to have Copa America. He's on a great club. He's going to do well in the Champions League. He has a Europa League on a great club again. And he's – I believe. Yeah, Europa. They're not playing the Europa League. They're playing the Champions League. Wait, they're not? No, they're not playing the Europa League. Cause, no, because if you're playing the Champions League knockout stage, you can't play in the Europa League at the same time. Really? Yeah. Well, actually, no, I mean – no, and then also if you keep in mind, so the Ballon d'Or is based off this whole year. So, I mean, we don't know how well he's going to do at the start of next season. So that could also. I mean, true. Yeah. But he also is also going to have the um Copa the America. Copa America, uh, Copa America, which he is most likely going to win. Um, don't want to be cocky, yeah. but and, yeah, I think Brazil are going to win that too. And so, yeah, overall. He is a – he's definitely has a good chance of being a Ballon d'Or contender. <clears throat> it, he did – he should have won back in 2017, but that's a different story for a different day. And um, I personally really want him to win his first Ballon d'Or. I mean, he's been playing really well overall, and he's a great player. And, I mean – it's annoying when people say Farmers League when he does have um, a great Champions League goal ratio as well. Like he he just gets injured too much, which is. Well, I mean, he gets injured a decent amount. I mean, I have to admit. I mean, I can see your whole like frustration with like the Farmers League thing. I mean, like. There is competition in the French league. I mean, they have like Marseille, which is always a tough game for them. Uh, it's still like Lyon and Monaco. I mean, they don't have too much competition. It's kind of like I, it's, it's not like easy. Serie. It's not easy though. It's like Syria. No, I think Syria is a little bit harder. Little, but like, yeah, much. I personally think on top, obviously, Premier League and then La Liga, and then the Bundesliga, and then Serie A, and then um, the French league. Yeah, I mean, I think aside from Bayern, the Bundesliga is pretty competitive in general. Yeah. And not including Bayern. Also, for his World Cup qualifiers, he has had um, three goals for two matches. And overall, he has um, had he's had he has been playing pretty well. And I think he's going to be back. Before the second leg, but I still think he should be. No, I think the second leg's no, the second leg's in March, so he should be back. Yeah, and I still them. think they'll be able to manage, and they're definitely Champions League finals contenders. Um, I could definitely see them. Uh, Semi final. I don't know about final. I okay, definitely. Um, they are like the best clubs right now. Um, City, United. Um, Bayern, Bayern. and um, Juventus. Yeah, kind. Of. I mean, not really in the Serie A, but they were. And I mean, they're um, good in the PSG. PSG can be United. Um, United. Personally, they have been doing a lot better in the Premier League 
than they did in the Champions League. But I still think PSG can be every – I still think PSG can still be um, City, and I still think – Nah, that's gonna, that would be a tough game for them, just saying. I think, I think City is better than PSG but this season. I still think they can win, and uh, PSG has a good chance overall. And um, that's – so – what um let's see. Oh, and then you have to, you also have to keep in mind Atletico are really good this season, so they can I mean, be a threat for them too. Yeah, but I still we, we don't know how they're gonna play against Chelsea though. That's gonna be a good tie too. Yeah, I want Chelsea to win the game. And personally, this injury will affect um PSG quite a lot. And I just hope he gets well soon. I mean, he's my favorite player. And, yeah, I hope he gets well soon. And it's just – I he gets injured too much. Oh, wait. Um, are we better wrap this up because I actually have to go. All right. So, yeah. So – I mean, you can keep on going, but, like, I just have to go. I mean, all right. So, you can keep going if you want. Yeah, we're going to be ending it off here. Um, hope you guys enjoy. All right. This episode and we are make sure to share with your friends. We could um be making we're gonna be making um uh Champions League predictions this weekend. So yep. and uploading it soon. So yeah, share with your friends and hope you guys enjoy this episode. We will be doing uh, Monday and Wednesday um predictions. We're gonna be releasing this on Thursday and probably the Monday and Wednesday on on Sunday or Saturday. And, yeah, that's pretty much all we have for today's episode. So hope you guys enjoy this episode, and peace. See you guys.